Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. Um, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Monday and um, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I can see Brent in the wings. And I think this is the first time that he's really kind of listened to some of the stuff. And he is just laughing. I want to find out why he's laughing we'll when know. he gets we'll on. But um, yeah. So happy Monday. Um, reach out and say uh, good morning where you're, where, where y'all are listening, y'all. Yeah. Listening from Jim has, uh, has come to the conclusion that I've spent enough time in Texas and Oklahoma that I'm a, I'm a local. She's picking, I use up y'all a little, all she's picking up a little that country. <laughs> she's getting a little bit country. Wait, are, wait, I'm a little bit country. Yeah, a little bit. Are you a little bit rock and roll? <laughs> well, I just dated thing. ourselves yeah, yeah. quite, quite. Um, yeah. So happy Monday. I hope you, everyone out there in, uh, in listener land enjoyed their, their weekend. It's, uh, um, you know, Christmas parties, all the fun stuff that people have, you know, this time of the year. Yeah. Um, we, we had a pretty low key, uh, just, yeah. We had a nice weekend. Had a nice weekend and you know, watched a, a football game. Mm-hmm. They didn't do or no wait. They finally they, won. They finally the won. End, but yeah. 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 Watched the uh, 49ers rookie quarterback get another win. That was fun. Yeah. So uh well we didn't watch it, watch it, but we know he did. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's all good. We had a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, birthday cake and some other fun oh, stuff. Okay. So anyone wants to get on Jim's good side. Well, everyone's cake. is okay. It's and it's have you I don't know if, if our listeners out there have ever um seen uh uh seen sorry i'm look, looking at some of these are we on real success we should be george um and good morning uh, tommy um have you all heard of a texas sheet cake i mean it's done in like a, a cookie sheet pan thing and and it's like a cakey brownie with all sorts of goodness on it and jim he's so cute it's so cute <laughs> You made me a birthday cake. <laughs> yeah. So his mom, his, Jim's birthday is uh, on the 21st on winter solstice. He has a solstice baby for those of you that it makes any difference to you. Um, I happen to be a summer solstice baby. So I it's think just it's yin not and fair. Yang, you know, it's like, I, yeah, I'm, I've always complained. It doesn't seem fair that my birthday's on the shortest <laughs> day of the year. That doesn't seem fair. Mine's at all. on the longest. Yeah, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, well, um, let's bring uh, Brent in. But yeah, we're, Hey, let's do that. We're going to add Brent to the stream. <laughs> Good Here morning. Comes. Here comes the, <laughs> now our, Good morning, guys. How are you this morning? <laughs> we don't Great. know yet. I don't you know. know. <laughs> I'm not really quite awake. And, I've only had like one cup of coffee, took a shower, got in a car, rolled in here. So yeah, we, give uh, me about an hour. Yeah. Mondays yeah. are just, just hard. That's mm-hmm. just all there is to it. And just so you know. Always, yeah. Neither mm-hmm. one of your birthdays are any longer than the other one. The day is still only 24 hours. It is not any longer in the summer than it is in the winter. It's still a 24-hour day. Now, there's more sunlight oh, from Michelle. Yeah. Your gym. I'll give you that. But no. I'm hearing is I can, still, I can still celebrate after dark is what I'm hearing you say. So. Well, I would hope you would, yes, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 only yeah, during daylight hours. I would assume you get a lot of combo presents, though, Jim. With your birthday being that, that close to Christmas, do you get yeah. a lot of that? My wife's is the 27th, so it's two days after. Mm-hmm. And sure. There's a rule that it can't be 
birthday cannot be in Christmas paper. I mean, it's got it's got to be um, a whole separate yeah. thing. So that was the thing I was about ready to ask: is just do do people dare to give her a birthday gift in Christmas oh. wrapping paper? But no, oh, no, 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 no. Well, no. I've got to remember, I'm on the naughty <laughs> list, so I don't see a lot of Christmas. <laughs> a lot of coal. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, that just that made me think of something funny. Can I can I squirrel for just oh, a minute? All right. Okay. So, uh, you know, you're all familiar with the Grinch, right? Yes, I mean, Grinch. Okay. So my dad, who passed away this, this last spring, and I'm going to get emotional too, but um, he loved to do Grinch gifts. And um, so, like, he would just so hilarious. He'd give coal. He'd give, you know, whatever things. And one year, this is, okay, this, this shows you who my dad is. One year for um, Christmas, he gave to, um, to one of the kids. He went out and he found a Barbie doll and he cut all the hair off of the Barbie doll. So it was all, and he shaved hair off of his legs and glued it on her. <laughs> <laughs> wrapped it in all this yeah. like gross paper and handed it to uh handed it to one of my kids and he just sat there doing this the whole time yeah. <laughs> yeah. he was so so thrilled with himself so you know if you all are looking for something fun to do for christmas it's go. just kind of, grinch gift Write that down, would you? <laughs> yeah. Well, we just had our white elephant. Jen and I have a white elephant party for mm -hmm. friends every year, and we just had it Saturday night. Uh -huh. and that would have been a great gift to include in a white elephant right, right there. So, and they get a little piece of you. So, if they do any voodoo, they got a hair. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> it, can't, it can't be purchased. And having grown daughters and actually granddaughters now, yes, there's still a few Barbies laying around the house from mm -hmm. them, not for me, yeah. obviously, but yeah, just, no, I got just it. in case. No. Yeah, I, I actually, on the Barbie thing, I actually have a Barbie doll. I do. I have one because my very, 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 very best friend, and there's a lot of varies in there because she's my very best friend, that we were both going through like a career crisis. And so we went out and we got each other Barbie dolls. And I have Danny Barbie doll. That's her name. And he, she's got Michelle Barbie doll. So we always have each other with, the, with each other. It's kind of fun. But, so, yes, I'm a, grown, I'm a grown adult that has a Barbie doll. Yeah. Fun stuff. Well, we're uh, here. Yeah. yeah so, you know, normally when we have Brent, when we have Brent sitting in his office in his background, see, Michelle's just still waking up. Over here. So uh, when uh, when we have Brent on, he's usually on the other podcast. Our he is, and I'm and never on the other podcast. Pay your so, stuff. We yeah. have a little fun over there, but mostly we talk serious by here, pay your stuff. Because when we yeah. have a smart guy like Brent come around, we want to share yeah. his wisdom with all of our viewers and listeners, which is up to about four or five listeners now, Brent. So just so you know, people are, you know, they're, we're building our audience. We were at three. It's yeah. yeah. That's what we like. That's right. <laughs> Small steps. So, yeah. So it's no, okay. we got, uh, we love to have uh, our listeners tune in here. Uh, Brent. And I, so I got to find out though, I got to ask you a little bit about some of our recent podcast recordings. Cause we talked about yeah, our most recently service uh -huh, and then we talked we still about are, it's still in, um, and in production, and, and it's going production out. So for those of you who are debating about a service department, you're probably going to want to hear what Brent has to say about, mm -hmm. uh, service before you make that decision. So we'll get that published and get it out there soon. But the other one was on why dealerships fail. And that one's out there on YouTube and other places mm -hmm. you can find why buyer pay dealerships fail. So I want to talk about that. But before we talked about buyer pay, I had a couple things to ask you yeah. about 
your travels. You know, you're a well-traveled guy. Everyone knows you. First off, everyone knows who Brent is, right? No, I don't. I don't. Oh, we don't care. Okay. So the one person who's listening, who doesn't know who Brent yes. is, Brent is um, a longtime moderator for NCM 15 years now. He's been moderating. He was Jim's moderator when Jim was at, had right. a dealership. A dealer. mm -hmm. That's where you and I met. Mm -hmm. So then the um, you've been doing that 15 years before that you were a principal in a large operation that was buy here, pay here. Right? Mm -hmm. Were they 100% buy here, payer, Brent? We were. We were 100% buy here, payer. Very good. And you are currently managing a big number of groups. And how many of them are buy here, payer? Um, I have 10 total group, 11 total groups now, seven of which are buy here, pay here. I've got uh, two Harley Davidson 20 groups. I've got a Kia, a new car 20 group. And I also do a bus uh, motor coach group. Wow. So can I get a discount on a Harley through you? Just sure, sure. <laughs> I've got, uh, one group is mostly U.S., and then I've got a group that mm -hmm. is all Canadian. So, oh, wow. Canucks. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. I, so, I, I grew up in Seattle, so I'm, you know, I, I understand. I understand yeah, Canadian right language. Mm -hmm. For for me, yeah. the question is: Do you have any buy here, pay here Harley groups? That's the thing. Do you want to know? <laughs> Yeah, but no. I do have some buy here, pay here dealers that do motorcycles. So um, some of them right. actually really? have some Harleys in it. Yeah, you bet. That's what's yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, hmm. interesting. interesting. Yeah, that's uh, anything you can finance, right? That's okay. the way to go. Sure. Yeah. So you. you so I, I was going to ask Brent some other questions about <laughs> his travels because we know he's a well-traveled guy. These twenty groups boat on where they're going to go, and he crazy. goes all yeah. over the world doing twenty group meetings. So we want to know where's the farthest you've traveled with your twenty group with your twenty group work. Hmm. Geographically west, obviously, would be Hawaii. Okay. Um, and before everybody, wow, buy here, pay here. That was actually my bus group um, because one of the members uh, owns a facility in Hawaii. So we went out and did a site visit there. But I've had a buy here, pay here group years ago go to Hawaii. Um, furthest east, golly, I don't know my geography very well. Um, probably St. Thomas. I think that's probably the farthest island east that I've been to as far as geographically east. But um, I was talking with somebody the other day. I've had meetings, I think, in 30 different states, 35 of the 48 contiguous anyway. I've wow. um, had at least one meeting in all those. And I've actually slept. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I've actually slept overnight in 49 of the 50 states. Oh. Uh, Alaska being the only state that I've never been to either group-wise or personal-wise. All, okay. yeah. <laughs> all the other ones, I've, I've stayed at least a night in a Holiday Inn Express or something. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, Believe it or not, just in the 15 years I've been doing this. Wow. That's why he's so smart. He stayed in a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> you seen those commercials? <laughs> somebody, somebody knows. Somebody seen. I so, throw out there. I'm not paid. I'm not reimbursed or endorsed or anything. Right. Yeah. But if they're listening, I would definitely <laughs> right. adhere yeah. to some nil money um, if if they've got some about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I uh, the oh, let's not get on the hotel and being loyal to a hotel brand because I swear to you, we are like extra blingy diamond members of Hilton because we always stay at Hampton Inn. And what do we get when we get there? Two, bottles. Place. Two bottles of water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get a parking place right up front, though. We get yeah, a what? There's a parking place for Hilton. It's, you're always full. And I'm like, yeah. where is your parking tag? Yeah. We've <laughs> so, <laughs> 
almost it's, like a handicap. We need one. We are diamond. We get to park anywhere. Right. So we started, We I told Michelle, we're going to make our own sign that says Mega Diamond that we can take with us and plant in the ground. The so Hans Aid. Yeah. You like feeling special. We, Mega you know, blingy. You know. Yeah. So personally, we I also know, Brent, that you do a bit of um, scuba or is it snorkel? I, we do. Uh, my wife and I were certified, oh my gosh, 26, 27 years nice. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the kids came. And so then scuba diving uh-huh. took a backseat for about 15 or 16 years. And then the last 10 years or so, mm-hmm. um, we'll take three trips a year, typically, just mm-hmm. to do that every year. So, yeah. Where's That's the furthest really gone personally then for travel? Well, that still would be Hawaii, would be okay. the furthest west and probably St. Thomas. We're, <laughs> we are, um, I guess we're pansies when it comes to scuba diving. We won't go to any water temperature that's below like 70 degrees. If we have to wear, you know, big, thick wetsuit and gloves and that, that's not us. I'm, I'm a shorts guy. Give me 80 degree water. Uh, Hawaii is probably one of the coldest waters we've been in. It was in the 70s. But uh, yeah, we're Caribbean. Uh, give me that 80 degree water. Yeah, right that's on. not about being a pansy. That's about being smart. That's just making yeah, I mean, a choice. I'm not diving under ice. I mean, if, if I've got to wear a dry suit, it ain't worth it. I mean, I don't want to look like the Michelin man. I mean, that's just, that's not me. It's not yeah. me. Just, good for you. So okay. I don't want to get away from it without asking, do you currently have any spots open in your 20 groups? Uh, we do. We do. Actually, um, my, we, we kind of break ours up by volume, you know, as far as the number of units yeah. sold and the portfolio size. Um, and we have actually an opening in one of our small volume groups and one of our large volume groups. Both each have openings. Currently. What, what is a small volume group for you and what's a large volume? Um, typically, they're under 10 million in a portfolio and they're going to run that 25, 30 units a month. And then our large volume typically starts around starts at about 10 million in a portfolio. So they're going to be 50, 60, 100 units a month mm-hmm. uh, per location That's is typically where they run. Yeah, I can just speak for uh, Brent as an outstanding moderator, knows his stuff and uh, runs a good meeting. And uh, yeah, so he would be uh, somebody to talk to before making a choice in a uh, in a 20 group. So we know there's there some, there's some really there. great 20 groups out there. And, and you know, we always when people say 20 group, 20 groups, like there are great options. Go check them all out, yeah. you know, and and uh, see, see what was one was a member of uh, both at NCM. And then back when Liedemann Associates was still doing 20 groups, mm-hmm. I was a member of both. Um, and I encourage dealers to be in a 20 group. If it's NCM, great. We'd love to have you, but just be in one just for, just for the access to other dealers that are going through the same thing, the education, the information, um, mm-hmm. you get so much out of 20 group meetings. Again, not, not a plug for us, but just any, just be a part of one in, in general, yes. regardless of, of who is going to be your facilitator, but just be part of one because the, the education, what you get for it is to me, uh, well worth it. More than especially when you think about we're we're navigating kind of a weird time, you know, uh-huh. in buy here, pay here. And and every indication is going to be bumpy for a couple of years here. So so, you know, being in a group where you can kind of get some feedback and make some mm-hmm. decisions that are based on some good collective information is, is probably the way to go instead of trying to figure this stuff out on your own, because there there definitely are some adjustments to be made in a buy here, pay here operation right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. And that's. Uh, like I said, Jim, probably not a more important time. I get a lot from, from dealers. Well, I want to get my business in better shape before I join a 20 group. Well, it's kind of the opposite of what you would want to do. You want to kind of use that lean on that as a way to develop your business. And again, right now, just sharing what's going on. I mean, we all know inventory is crazy. Um, but again, you know, what are you doing with deal structure and P 
people. You know, it's hard to find good people right now and keep good people. And what better way than to have 17 or 18 other dealers from across the country that you can pick up the phone, call, email, see three or four times a year and, and just yeah. share experiences with. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we, uh, we enjoyed, um, the, the tote the note series that we've been doing on the hardest mm -hmm. questions. That's been fun. The most recent one, as I said, that we recorded was around service. So I might have you just share for our listeners. I know that, you know, among the themes that I took away from our time together on that recording was that, you know, you, you are a believer in having a service department. I think I asked you if you were to open a dealership yourself tomorrow, would you have a service department? The answer was clear. Yes. So you want to explain to people where that comes from? Well, I'm a control freak, Jim, um, probably more than anything else. But, uh, and those that out there know me go, yep, yep, that's the guy I know. That's the first step is admitting that you have a problem. So. <laughs> this is the first step to recovery. So, right, right. Uh, But, and again, especially in today's environment, um, more than ever, and it is tougher to run a shop now, I think, than it's ever been because, again, technicians are hard to find and what we've got to pay them. But still, to have that control over the process from start to finish, um, I think is imperative. I just do it. And I know some dealers that do not have never had a service department, will not have one and have great access to to sublets out there in their market that they've got a great relationship and have for mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. But I think that's even tougher now than it's ever been because everybody's busy. And sure. I would love to sublet because, as I mentioned on the podcast, I, I think a shop is a daycare center. I just do. Um, it is probably the most high maintenance or was in my mm -hmm. experience back when I used to work for a living, probably the highest maintenance area of my business by far was the shop. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to controlling costs and even controlling risk to a certain extent, um, that's the part that I definitely wanted my hands on. So if I could find that sub that would put me at the top of the list and not upsell my customers and not tear my head off and not do stuff I didn't authorize, um, then that may be a solution, but I just, I don't know that I could do that consistently in today's environment. No, yeah. I follow. Yeah. It's a control element. I think my version of that was something along the line of, I, I hear you. It's absolutely an opportunity to control and manage that. But my least favorite part of business anymore is managing the people. Not mm -hmm. that I don't love people. It's just that the people part of the business is sometimes the most frustrating and challenging, uh, you know, part of being in business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, until they get the robots to the place where they can replace the transmission, then we yeah. got Well, yeah. the other thing too, when you talk about controls, you know, we talked to a lot of different dealers out there and I've got something that really weird happening. Okay, good. Crisis averted. And um, we're back. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, is the costs, is that if you're not in control of, of, you know, what, what is being bought? What is, you know, uh, like your inventory for parts and, and where you're sourcing them and all of that, that, that what I've seen from outside perspective is that that can easily get out of control. And then you're end up, it's like a money pit yeah. Yeah. for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like I said, some of the higher volume dealers, you know, they're going to have to have, you know, 16, 18 base shops mm -hmm. to be able to, to keep up. And is that even cost effective? You know, yeah. and, that, and that's where I know that that the struggles are now. And it was again back um, back when we had our shop. I mean, it started out as basically four or five or six bays, so we could do twenty or thirty five cars a month with two locations. But when we got to to twelve locations, and we're doing you know eight hundred cars a month, and and I was still this spug and spoken hub kind of guy that I had one shop that did all of my recon. You know, then it becomes a twelve bay shop that's almost running two. You know two shifts a day just to try mm -hmm. to keep up. And then you start wondering, okay, maybe is it better now that I sub? And I know there's some very high volume 
very good operators out there that really don't have their own shop. A car mart to a certain extent does not do their own shop. A lot of that stuff is subbed out. Um, but again, for me, it was the control. And you're right, Jim, the people thing, I promise you, the people thing is what keeps me in retirement right now. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah. Um, because I hear the struggles of finding good people, keeping good people. They don't show up for work. Mm-hmm. And if everybody was talking about how great their employees are, I might come out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> they're still complaining about how bad they are. I yeah. think I'm going to stay in my nice, cushy retirement chair for now. Yeah. Does NCM know you're retired? You're calling it retirement. I mean, I don't know if that's. Well, I don't think they're on there, so they're not going to hear that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't listen. They don't. Yeah. Uh, what? They're not. No, but I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, I travel the country. I get to stay in nice places. I get to talk a business and an industry that I absolutely love that has given mm-hmm. me everything that I have because this is really all I've ever done is this customer base. Mm-hmm. Uh, for 30 something years now. So yeah. if I have the opportunity to get paid to do it. Yeah. No yeah. Uh, we knew exactly what you meant. And uh, yeah, you're, you're, uh, you got a good situation there. You uh, seem to really enjoy what you do and uh, you bring a lot of value to uh, the industry. So yeah, good yeah. for you. Well, when, when, when we heard, I think that uh, what it was about six or nine months ago, we were chatting and you were saying that how many groups you had. And, and then the next time we talked, it's like, you said, yeah, I've added some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. like to sleep in your own bed once in a while. I know, right? And your wife probably appreciates that too. Uh, well, probably not as much as you might think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, like, there's a 72-hour window. If I'm home longer um, than that, it gets a yeah. little... When are you leaving? Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Does she ever travel with you? She does. Um she likes to come to the cool places. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. go to Atlanta and Chicago. For those of you in Atlanta and Chicago, really it's cool cities. Don't get me wrong, but um, but uh, she does travel quite a bit, and we've been very fortunate mm-hmm. to establish some great yeah. friendships across the country over the last yeah. fifteen years. So, um, gets the opportunity to come with me on those as well. We yeah. look forward to the day to meet the day we get to meet her. So, because yeah. we we do this, yeah, on, and on occasion, I might just. Throwing a quick mention for NCM. For those not familiar with NCM, I was familiar. Like, as I said, Brent was my moderator, so I was part of an NCM group. And I knew NCM before uh, that all happened. But NCM is the, really the, the firm that's credited with kind of starting the whole 20-group process back in the 40s. And mm-hmm. uh, that's for those younger listeners. We're talking 1940. <laughs> um, and then the, uh, so, not that everyone was 40. Yeah, <laughs> they've got some gray hair. <laughs> 1800s here. We're talking uh, 1940s. And so they've obviously got that process well dialed in. They've been doing it a long time and mm-hmm. and uh, and have that figured out. And I think way back when they started, of course, they weren't doing buy here, payer. Do you know when they stepped into the buy here, payer space or when they started? Um, the very first one, I believe, was 96 or 97. Okay. And then um, a gentleman by the name of Chris Leadham, some may know Chris, yeah, actually sure. worked for us at NCM and wanted to develop a buy here, pay here independent kind of division. And unfortunately, at that time, NCM was was quite short sighted and didn't think, you know, we were pre- all new car pretty much at that point and didn't know that that's really the direction we needed to go. So Chris actually left NCM, <clears throat> excuse me, and started Leadham. Mm-hmm. And then NCM saw that he was having success and then put full resources in it. I believe 1999 right. um, gotcha. when they kind of got into the buy here, pay here, independent use space. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, about 22, 23 years now that we've been doing buy here, pay here, independent use. Uh, 1947 actually was yeah. our very first uh, 20 group, a Ford group, which 
we still have that same group today. And there are, I believe, I'm going to have to check on this, but I believe three or four legacy members. How about that? Um, so and that are still in that group. Obviously, grandsons, great grandsons of yeah. original members, but uh, that group is still together today. Still, so, that's really cool. a lot of, yeah. that even generational, that's a lot of legacy knowledge. Yeah. You know, um, so that's cool. There's a question about what's your well, <laughs> great question, but believe it, if you're talking about, I'm, I'm backwards here. If you're talking about that picture there, this one right here, uh -huh. it's actually me, not Tiger. So thank you. I'm very flattered nice. um, that you would think that's Tiger, but that, that that's actually me on a, on a family trip to Scotland uh, many years ago with my brother yeah. and his son. Um, current handicap says I'm a 10-4, but, but I'm probably closer to a 12 or 13 in, in reality. So. so wait, okay. I asked you earlier, how's the far, where's the farthest you've traveled? Is Scotland Scotland's further than be. Hawaii? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, complete, I, I was thinking more business-wise, but yeah, I guess Scotland would be, I don't know if that's east or technically west, but oh, good uh, you know what? Now that you mentioned that, holy it's west. It's a hell of a long where, way. So where yeah, have so. you gone that's the furthest, Brent? We're going to rephrase the question. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you get to be my age, you kind of forget. Yeah. Uh, personally, Janet and I had the opportunity years ago uh, to go to the uh, to the island of Rhodes in Greece. Oh, wow. Um, Janet's sister, her husband, his family is from the island and actually owns a resort there, a hotel there. And oh, so wow. years ago, Janet and I got to go uh, and all we had to do was pay for our flight and they were nice enough to put us up. So, yes, I guess world traveler but many 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 years ago uh, scotland was 15 and greece was went too long after we got married so i'd say probably 92 93 wow. um, so probably 30 years ago yeah yeah, that's cool. yeah so there's a yeah that's a ton of stuff that's a lot of great travel by the way i think brent has a hole in one to his credit am i right you have a hole in one i, in have, I have three actually <gasps> oh good for you wow. <laughs> there's that's a impressive. joke what <laughs> That remind me a joke that he. I know she's like. There's no way he's not good enough to have three. I, yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't the joke. The uh, the, 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 uh, the joke. Uh, yeah, I can't really tell the joke exactly because I don't remember all the pieces. But you probably heard the joke about the preacher who skipped church to to play golf. Mm, you know that joke. So. I kind of have and to tell it. So no, Saint I, Peter's talking to to God, and he's like, "Aren't you going to? Aren't you going to punish him?" For, and and he's like, "Wait." And then the preacher hits a hole in one. And he's, he's like, like, aren't you, aren't you going to punish him? And he says, who's he going to tell? Golfer would get that for sure. Yeah. No, we should let you go. I yeah. think uh, we appreciate you making time to chat. And so we, uh, we yeah. definitely um, uh, want to make sure that uh, Brent, uh, people know how to find Brent, that you can find him at bcarmichael at ncmassociates.com, right? That's mm -hmm. his email. Mm -hmm. um, you can also call him at like 4 a.m. and he'll, oh, yeah. he'll answer the phone and no, we haven't done no, that don't yet. Do that. Don't do that. We... <laughs> so we're, we're not it. sharing your phone. What time zone I'm in, and, and I might. Yeah, there's, there's a possibility of having to be on the West Coast. That's 7 a.m., and I'm usually up and around by then for sure. So yeah. 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 So again, there's lots of lots of great places to find a 20 group. Uh, um, Brent, you heard, has got a couple of spots. So if you're looking at a 20 group going into 2023, I would definitely recommend you talk to him before you make a decision mm -hmm. and find out what's a good fit for you. And because uh, we know NCM is well established in that space and uh, has long history of benchmarks mm -hmm. and uh, buy here, pay here, and, and a lot of good information, a lot of good operators in their groups already. So it would definitely be somebody you'd want to talk to before you make that decision. But again, Brent, we appreciate you making time. I think that uh, that subject of the tote to note thing, we should be 
uh, released in about a week. And so for those out there thinking about service department, making a decision about that, probably want to wait and hear that one. Yeah. Guys, thank you, Jim and Michelle. Thank you guys for what you do uh, with this. I think this is phenomenal what you're doing for the industry, for dealers out there, giving them the opportunity to get an education. Um, You probably don't hear it enough, but I thank you. I greatly appreciate the opportunity to participate with you guys. It's a lot of fun. Um, And again, just from a dealer education standpoint, we need more people like you out there just willing Mm -hmm. to, to say, look, let's help. I mean, we whatever we can do to help give you the resource, give you the opportunities, uh, give you the pathways to reach to touch, to reach out to other people that can help. So great. Thank you guys very much. Again, appreciate, appreciate the opportunity to be on this morning. Um, anything I can do to help you guys, don't ever hesitate to call and ask. Oh, that's so sweet. So we feel uh, kind of semi-retired and having fun over here ourselves. <laughs> so we, we get it. So, uh, yeah, thank you again for making time. And, you know, I, I have to say I've really enjoyed getting to know you, too. So it's it's oh, been a pleasure likewise. to have definitely yeah. like we've got to like i said i see jim i've known jim forever but yeah, you know, yeah. we've got to meet in person oh, and right. sometimes we got our paths have got to cross somewhere at some I, point exactly yeah. exactly so. yeah exactly and i know like we've we've run into like bill elizondo who's a who's okay. with the and with niada and, and we finally had the opportunity to meet his wife too so that was a pleasure so it's just you know i i love uh with different different people in the industry that we get to know it's really fun to meet there other half and to have a do you do you do bourbon uh i am not a big bourbon person myself i'm i'm, I'm kind of a beer guy uh, okay. but i have been, become a lot more well versed in it yes over the 15 years i've lived here in kentucky yeah well wow. so we like the smoked old-fashioned thing is a thing ah. for us yeah. so yeah, yeah so if we ever get together and we coordinate schedules and can meet in the same place we could probably ask the bartender to smoke you a beer <laughs> I'm not sure how good that would be. <laughs> Offline, get me your address, and there I have access to a lot of bourbons here, just in the oh. Louisville or just in the Kentucky area that you cannot get outside the state of Kentucky. So, oh, really, I didn't mm. know that you guys were were bourbon <laughs> foodies, and we can actually ship it out of the state now, which we weren't able to before the pandemic. Oh, and they kind really? of that we weren't able to, yeah. So we've got some things in place. Yeah. So yeah, send me, give me your address. Well, one of your yeah. addresses because it seems like yeah. you guys live right. in about four different places. But right now we're in Oklahoma. So Oklahoma. Every morning we wake up, we go, oh, Oklahoma, where the women yeah, come sleeping heard do that. Yeah. every day. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, you have a great. You oh, you too. Have a great rest of your day, Brent. Really appreciate you coming and and uh, stick around, and we'll we'll chat for just a second after we've wrapped up the show. Okay. All right. Sounds thanks. Good. All right. Well, uh, happy Monday. We're really glad that everyone uh, um, has joined us today, and um, we uh, we have a couple of just for the rest of the week. We've got Wednesday. We're this is just driving me nuts. Oh. Um, on Wednesday, we're going to be talking um, on White Hat Wednesday, talking about perspectives and um that you know this is something we actually we were talking about last week and it's like no that's a white hat so we've kind of been brewing on that one and then on friday we have the coffee guys uh they have their own podcast it's it's a kind of like uh um franchise independent yeah and so they'll be on the show on friday so um uh yeah that's about it yeah don't forget our uh, webinar coming up on the 29th at the end of the month we're Uh, doing a webinar. And by the way, quickly, we've got um, these uh, panelists confirmed, Jason Goodman, uh, Maggie Pagesic, 
uh, Terry McCauley and David Norton will be our panelists who will be talking about how to convert more of those web leads into appointments. All right. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day, everybody, and we will catch you on Wednesday. Wednesday.